Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Xbox the Box and Xbox Podcast. My name is Matthew, and I'm with my good friend Alice. How are you, Alice? Hi. I think I pointed the oh, wrong way. Good. That way. Yeah, I pointed huh? the I pointed the wrong way when I got the webcam. I was like my good friend Alice and I pointed and I pointed to the wall. The wrong way, but it's okay. Well, I think there was some <laughs> uh, embarrassing starts that they like. I just almost like talked into the webcam and I was just have to talk into this uh, condenser microphone. Yeah, you, you don't want to talk into the webcam. The webcam quality is not as good. We, we both thought, like, we've got professional mag, web, uh, microphones. I've used the webcam before and it's not. No, definitely not. <laughs> so that's a no for me. Um, so how are you doing today? Uh, meh. Meh, meh, me too. I mean, it's autumn. Yeah, because... Um, we're just already like into the autumn, and I think we're agreeing the moment ago that it's actually our favorite season. Oh yeah, for sure. We we we, we had a whole skit about how it's summer's too hot and I'm melting and stuff, but we kind of lost that in the record. But it's okay. <laughs> um, autumn <laughs> is uh, yeah, or fall uh, for you Americans. Fall um, is 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 decent, yeah. I think we agree that's I think obviously winter's too cold, summer's too hot. It is the uh, Goldilocks of uh, seasons, I guess. Uh, I just find, um, well, winter to be better than summer because in Cornwall, it's just like, uh, like some of the Cornwall's just like you have too many cars going on yeah. and it's just like really, really difficult to travel around so i'm glad i've made it to autumn but even so you still get travelers in cornwall who are doing it on like september or october <laughs> but speaking of yeah, it, I mean, i've got these for like yeah i was gonna say cornwall's a very to- uh, tourist attraction place a lot of people like a lot of people go there for like holidays and stuff it's quite uh it's, you go like surfing and it's nice like nice weather and usually a lot of people go to so i can see that being annoying because <clears throat> yeah because it's just like you're living in like disneyland yeah like you're always going to expect tourists around and you just end up living in one of the houses there but um speaking of which i got these headphones there for like Ooh. four years which i got in plymouth it's quite a, a pricey ones but i still use them after those years so it's just really good uh-huh. the only thing is that these are like wired so i had to like wire them up but still useful I like wired headphones. I always have a wired headphone. Uh, you know, my my dad used to live in on Bar- Well, he still does sort of, but he used to live on Barry Island, which is now famous from the TV show Gavin and Stacey. So like everyone goes there all the time. So when in the summer, it's impossible to get off the island. There was like one road getting and off Barry Island, so we literally would always be rammed and you wouldn't be able to get off it. So it's like because of the show Gavin and Stacey, it's such a popular tourist destination now, and it's like. You mm. don't want to go Barry Island <laughs> during the summer. <laughs> um, yeah, so I understand completely where you're coming from. Um, so, have you been? So, should we get on with uh, the, the show? So, I mean, what have you been playing? Well, little to none actually, and that's what's thing because autumn is supposed to be filled with lots of games, and as always has been every year. Yeah. And I've already been burnt out yeah. because there's like Hellsinger, there's mm. You Sucker Parking, and there's uh, Deathloop and those games like that. 
I mean, I even like got off Paladins and even Halo Infinite. Wow. And I'm now like sticking to reading the books. So what I've been reading is on writing the world building by Timothy, which who does those Hello Future Me videos. So I'm just like been learning about writing and build building. And it's just like, yeah, it's very interesting. That sounds interesting. Uh, like, I like world building. So it's like, so world building when it comes to obviously like fictional like stories and stuff. I suppose. So it's building up the, so it seems a bit more real because like, obviously you see some, read some stories and just like, this doesn't feel realistic at all. It'll feel like grounded in any kind of reality. So I, I can get what you're saying. Yeah, that's right. Because the thing is, it's just like world building is in simple terms. It's like building up the law for your story. Yeah. And I know that I was like com- criticizing about worlds of certain shows and it's just like, it doesn't matter because it's just complete fantasy. Yeah. It's not like that. But then you have to consider that realism has to play in part. So it just makes it more, more for the people's suspension of belief. Yes, exactly. So, so it's not that you have to like, excuse it for like just it's just a mere fantasy you don't have to take these things seriously except like like if they somehow like make things up and then somehow you just got so into it and you feel as if there's going to be more detail then you would expect some realism but when it comes to things that don't really take world building that seriously and just like creates a initial theme then you just don't have to worry too much about it yeah, no, I get what you say. Like, I don't know, like, and sometimes like, it, it, you need to have some kind of established, like, even if it's fantastical, you know, like, and it's magical and all this stuff, you still kind of need to have some kind of grounding so you know people know what the like the rules of the world are. I assume, right? So something's not going to be too yes. ridiculous. Like, sometimes when something's like too ridiculous, you're like, well, that don't make any sense, even if it is in a magical world. Uh, no, that's cool. Mm. That's interesting. I don't read enough books, to be honest. I probably should. I'm gonna start maybe doing um, because I'm because I'm dyslexic and dyspraxic, so I don't know if I, I've, I've ever said that in the podcast. Ah, uh, no wash anyway. So I because... always I always struggle with reading. It, it's uh, I, I I don't I find it enjoyable. So maybe audiobooks might be more of a thing that people say I should be looking into. So that 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 does sound like an interesting. Uh, book. just just make sure that. Uh, potato is not associated with uh, audible.com so we're not sponsoring it <laughs> oh yeah yeah we're not sponsored by, by audible but audible if you want to sponsor us hit us up we will take i'll totally take that sponsorship <laughs> or raid shadow legends or whatever or raid Sh- i'll take any yeah raid shadow legends uh was it um manscaped uh <laughs> Any of that stuff. Probably oh. some men's boxes, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I've been playing Deathloop. I'm obsessed. Um, I love this game so much. I think it's really good. I it took, it took me about it took me a couple of days to really figure out what I was doing, but as soon as I figured it out, I'm just I'm I love it. It's so much fun. Like for, like the best example I got is this this one boss. He's hiding in like a secret room in the back. And then I got to him and he escaped and I, I I ended up losing the fight and I'm like, no! And then the second time around, I was like, ah, I know he's going to escape so I'll plant a trip mine where he goes out and killed him. So I knew how I knew, like, <laughs> so you memorise the routes and stuff. And it's like f- finding shortcuts and, like, powers and stuff. I like, I love the ability to hack 
turrets or tur- turrets. So there's like loads of turrets around the map, and I always hack them so they're green, which is our like my color. So basically, the enemies will be stood next to a turret, thinking they're safe, and then they'll just turn on them and just kill them all. It's so much fun. <laughs> I I I, yeah. I love Deathloop so much. Um, I was gonna. This is like a part of the the question I was gonna ask you is, do you would you consider Deathloop eligible for Game of the Year? Because it came out last year technically, but then it also came out this year for Xbox. So it's it's one of those tricky ones, isn't it? Because it would be up there in my Game of the Year discussion. I don't think it beats just... but it's it's up there. Well, I don't know. It's just. It depends on how you frame it. Like, if it's a top ten Xbox games, it could be a contender. But I don't know. It's just because they're a year apart when it comes to release. It's just yeah. like really difficult to say whether this will go in the game of year or not. But to me, I haven't got round to playing it, and oh. I heard some really good things about it. So a, I love it. I still have yet to get. Yeah, I still have to get my hands dirty with it. It's it's a lot of. But fun. I heard it's actually one of. Yeah, I just heard it's actually one of the easier games to get a thousand uh, points on it. Yeah, it's it's doable. The the max gamer score is doable. Uh, it's just I lo- I just love like you. It's like you learn stuff by playing it, and you just get better at it. And it's not so it's not super handholdy. Um, yeah, it takes a while. so basically you want to get to the point where you can start upgrading your weapons and stuff, and then that's when the game really gets fun. Um, I would recommend playing it. It's definitely worth playing. I love it. As I said, it would be in my discussion for game of the year, even though it came out last year. Um, I mean, um, well, speaking of which, speaking of which, I did play Fortnite, but Ooh. it's only one match, and just check out the season while I'm waiting for the Halo Infinite shop to update. Fortnite. But spoiler alert, it's drab. No. But I just like mentioning Fortnite, play the match to see how it goes, and I ended up on the ninth. Life. I haven't played. I haven't played Fortnite in ages. I came first. What I played it once when uh, Thanos was a, like a, like an event, and uh, the person who had Thanos lost, and I won the match by default because he, <laughs> he he messed it up. So I was like, "I'll take a battle royale win." I I'm like, "Yay! I won by doing nothing." Uh, <laughs> I was gonna mention a joke without. But it would spoil the Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for Avengers Endgame. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, was I? Was I? Of course, say it now. Uh, yeah, Deathloop. Amazing. Ten, uh, uh, I would say 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10 up there. One of my favourite games of the year. Most fun I've had since Elden Ring. Yes. And what about Prey? Praise up there too, but obviously again same situation that came out years ago. That's not a new game. <laughs> I really it makes me really look forward to Redfall though, because that's next the next game by Arcane, and I've like I've really enjoyed their last few games, so I'm really excited to play Redfall when that comes out. We have to play that together when it comes out for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean that's like all I've been playing on stop is Deathloop. I'm obsessed with it. I love it so much. Um, yeah, I mean, I also, I also played Street Fighter, but we're going to talk about that later on in our topic of the show. Uh, spoilers or or a teaser for later on in the episode because we've got that to come up. Um, so you've not played Deathloop yet. I would say, highly recommend trying it, though, for sure. For sure. Mm. Uh, is there anything else you want to discuss what we've been playing? Or... Nah. Uh, so we can move on to the news. So in the news today... Uh, 
Grounded 1.0 is officially out and it is getting really good reviews. It's got uh, 83 on PC Metacritic, 82 on Xbox Metacritic, and I watched the IGN review and it's got a 9 out of 10. So this is a very and good game. Doesn't have it doesn't have a lot of water though, does it? It doesn't have too much water. No, it has a lot of ants and spiders in it. And we, if you watched our uh, reaction to Spider Heck, you can see that I do not like spiders. Um, and they freak, they creep me out. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of spiders. <laughs> I was like, oh, Spider Heck, no, no, get this off my screen. Um, I'm... It's already out on Game Pass. It is. So I would have played it and just like talked about it. Me too. <laughs> I've downloaded it, so I'm, neither of us have played it. This is our new story, and we could we should be like reviewing it now and talking about how great it is. But neither of us have played it, so we can't really. <laughs> uh, I, I, all I can go off is what they they said in the reviews, and everyone says this looks really good. It reminds me a lot of like Minecraft, like a survival, uh, like survival style, and I love Minecraft, so I'm definitely gonna try it. I've got it downloaded now, so we'll probably play it after the episode finishes. Uh, uh, are you interested in Grounded? Uh. Not much, really. I Fair still enough. got a backlog to catch up on. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I I think it's fascinating that there's only like uh, Obsidian is seems is becoming slowly becoming Xbox's best like part first party like developer. They're doing so well. We've got Avowed, we've got Outer Worlds, got Pentiment coming this year, and we've got Grounded 1.0 this year. Uh, yeah, they they're doing really good stuff, and there's only only ten people made this game, and it's doing phenomenally well. So, uh, ten people, ten people, yeah. And apparently, it's and that's why I keep seeing on Twitter is people going, "Oh, it's better than Ghost of Tsushima because it's got a higher Metacritic <laughs> score." I'm like, calm down, guys. <laughs> I like that. <Metacritic. laughs> just that's such bait like, on the PlayStation people because yeah, because. Um... I know it's possible, like in Unity, that if you get like prefabs and assets from the asset store, you can get like um, get a good 3D game. But yeah. when it comes to making s- things from scratch, I was once in the team of eight people when I was like on the first Masters. Yeah, it was with Game Camp in Birmingham, and it's you do have like four programmers and there's three of us as artists, and then you have a producer and a designer, and. We only like got as far as like knowing just doing the TD assets and yeah. even getting the gameplay system set up. So I just think it's just really amazing that unless they do actually impressive. get 3D models from other uh, projects, then yeah, it's just like a huge mongous achievement. But this put it this impressive. way, our, our project is done in like three months, whereas this one took like years for it to yeah. get to version 1.0. It's true. Uh, we only just got to one point zero now, and it has been out for a good couple of years now. But it's uh, if this is like, I'm happy that Xbox lets people do this. If they just like go, oh yeah, you you were free for free. You want to make a mini game, a little tiny game, like ten people. You want to go off and do your own thing. Like, yeah, go ahead. I I, I love that. Like, let's do like. I would love like another ten or fifteen rounded instead of just one more AAA game out there. You know, I love, would love a lot of small teams to have the freedom to try some stuff. Mm. Like we're getting Pentiment this year, and that's well, the... also a small team as well. So I'm looking forward to trying that as well this year. Well, that's well. The problem is, is that I know the technology should be sufficiently sophisticated enough to get small teams to create big games, but instead yeah. it just seems. 
people are expecting people as if they have to keep delivering games that meet their high, really high expectations, and so much. It's just like grounds to teams and expects people to have more powerful hardware. And speaking of which, Nvidia has just like announced the RTX 4000 series, and not all of the people have already got even the RTX card of their own. Some of them are on GTX 1070s. So I think it's just already like going into this huge bubble, which could burst and could end up crashing in terms of like expectation for resources. But But speaking of which, the publishers are like, if you do anything less and you're just not doing any fantasy graphics, then then expect them to say, oh, this looks good as a mobile game. It's like... I was going to say, you're saying about how the the making big games grounded is a small game, isn't it? Because like you're like you're tiny, you're in the garden. It's a, it's a very oh, small game. You're like you're like, you're like it's, you're ten inches tall, so it's a small game. Well, actually, no, no, no. Small games are usually up to four people. Yeah. But when you have 10 people, that's a medium-sized team. That's true. It's only a large-sized team. It's like you go to about like 20 people, and it just goes into extra sizes, which would illustrate the kinds where it's like a A game, a double A game, and a triple A game. Yeah. And quite often they attract um, like teams of between 50 to uh, 150 people. But what about the fact that the game is you're, you're tiny in the game and you've got to fight... Spy- you're gonna fight spiders and stuff. That's what I'm saying. You're like you're mm. like ten foot. You're ten inches tall. So is it a small game because you're tiny, and the world is huge. Ten inches tall because that would be like <laughs> double the double the size of the iPhone. I know. If you're ten I'm, inches. I'm just being silly. But yeah, no, I, I, I like the look of grounded. I definitely need to play it. I've downloaded it as we speak. So that expect maybe a review. Next week, maybe that might be something we could do. We're not really sure what we're doing next week, so it possibly uh, maybe that might be a video I could do. I don't know. Um, yeah, so that's the bit that like that's the big Xbox news for this week. But we still got loads of stuff to talk about. So um, you wanted to talk about the pit from the Halo? Is that, is that what you were you, you mentioned that to me earlier? Yes. Uh, during the Halo Championship uh, season. In one of their streams towards the Grand Fellows at Orlando, yeah. I think that's what it is. Or is it Oregon? I, I don't know. I, I think it's Oregon. Um, doing the 343 ST said they would be revealing some Halo 15th anniversary content or anything of that sort. And then doing one of the streams of a match, there's a world premiere. And a team. Two teams, which I think one of them is Optic Gaming, I'm not sure, but they were playing on the map that's based on the pit Ooh. from Halo 3. My favourite map. What one of my favourite So map. I've been... <laughs> so I just saw it, and it's basically, from what it looks from it, like the work in progress tag, is that this one could well be made in Forge, which has purple and yellow bits with it, and it's just like lots of metal, which... In comparison to the Halo 3 map, it's just like, it's not exact replica of it. It's just like something that's built in Forge. Well, it'd be good to have some Forge matches. But this is what we've been saying for weeks, isn't it? Is that when we got Forge, we could actually have more maps going in and more content, more game modes and stuff. And actually, 
build up some content for Halo Infinite because it does feel a bit barren at the moment. So no, that's awesome. I haven't seen this. I need. I need to have a look at this later. Then. So, the pit is like one of my favorite maps from Halo Three, and it, the fact that if you get it remade in Halo Infinite, that's pretty dope. Uh, that's good news if that's possible. However, it will be it will be released now yeah. in terms of the Halo Three anniversary on twenty fifth of September. But there's also it's not going to be a no official date. Which means it's not likely it will be released with the Forge beta, and it will be expected it could arrive months after that. Yeah, that's a shame. Well, hopefully it's you know hopefully sooner rather than later, but yeah. It's just for this reason that many people have taken to Twitter and even like YouTube to make mirrors view videos and just like yeah. uh, lambasting on about the pit yeah. and the decisions were free for free, and it just feel like. They're overstepping on their hate and their disappointment with the whole game. And it's just, yeah. like, a bit too much. But I think it's just, like, when you have a pit that's made in the map and anyone could easily play on it, that despite this, like, clipping with the objects and stuff like that, you can literally play on the map. But when you have something that is going to be expected to be released for months, it's just, a, it's just like, trying to tease the people with that and then say... Oh, you'll have this in like in a matter of months, not days. Yeah. So I just think it's a bit embarrassing to say at least. And not only that, they're also complaining that it's the only map they've shown so far, which is one of the old maps to return. And yet you have like a, a Guardian recreated in Halo, and there's also a map that's based on the Guardian and Blackout. And you have those maps that's already made into multiplayer maps. And yet, we're still made to wait whether these are going to be added to the matchmaking list. Or even, like, whether the Forge is going to be, um, like, it's going to be released in November. So it just makes us worry. So if it, there's going to be more content coming in for it. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Uh, yeah, I don't Well, I mean, obviously, they've probably got, probably got to game test it to make sure there's, like, no bugs or anything. Like, if you step on a certain corner where your character just explode and fly off the map and... Or like stretch, like stretch or whatever. You don't know what's gonna happen. Like some random glitch, like putting one block in one place might do something. But if it's got, if they got it working and it's, and everyone seems to be playing with it fine, I don't see why that would be an issue. Uh, you can have like maybe some like an, have maybe have an early access playlist or something for like these maps. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think that would be great. Yeah, I. I I would kill to have some new maps on Halo Infinite because I love Halo Infinite so much. The multiplayer is so much fun. Just there's not enough maps and not enough content. If you can bring us some new maps and some new game modes, I would totally be sold. I'd be totally up for it. Do it free for Well, free. in fact, this week, the Entrench returns and there's like two uh, content packages which you get a hazard type of pack for 1700 yeah. which is like released weeks ago <coughs> there's also the the point finger jig that's got a checkerboard over the green stuff that returns the only ones you can get are the emblem pack with just yeah. two emblem designs and there's like a blue pack that's only got the magnum and the battle rifle no the shotgun and this is based on the lyric steel which is released in season one Right, okay, yeah. 
it, yeah, the only difference is it's just I answered this cobalt blue on some of the parts there. So it's just like you get a magnum that's like, like steel with an extra bit of blue. And you also got a shotgun coating, as well as the coating for your uh, Iron Strike armor of some sort. I haven't been following the Entrenched at all. Is there a new battle pass for this, or is it the same battle pass that was given with the last Entrenched event? Uh, no, it's just always the same, because the same you only get like a free pass that's like 30 levels. Yes, I've maxed it's only already. in the winter update. Yeah, because... It's always going to be the same with the Thrasher Defense. Yeah. It's only in the Winter Update you get a free Battle Pass that's got 30 items in. Yeah. And I think that's going to remain that's for quite some time. That's unfortunate, because I've already maxed all my uh, passes out already. So, yeah. Well, next, next time, I guess, we'll, we'll get the... the hopefully. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's cool stuff. I mean, I'm hoping we're going to get some new maps. I mean, we talk about Halo every week because we love it, and we just wanted to do well. And... Uh, Hopefully we'll get the pit sooner rather than later and free for free can pull their finger out. we got some new people in charge. Maybe this is the start of something new. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, so next up is our EGX memory. So uh, this weekend I went to the Electronic Gaming Expo with my good friends in the PlayStation in the PS We Trust podcast. Uh, Spencer, Davey, and Phil. And we basically we just played Street Fighter for the whole time we were there. But we had a good time in, in EGX. Uh, you've been a couple of times. I've been a couple of times. I went in 2014, and obviously I went this Sunday as well. So you wanted to discuss your memories of the event and what you've, how you've well, seen it before. But first of all, is it like... Is this Street Fighter Six? the only game you played at the EGX? Yeah, that was... <laughs> That's all we played. We queued up three times to play it and played it against each other multiple times. Yep. I just turned to like play the game and then move over to another game. And yeah. that's just like what I did in like EGX. Like 2009, it's like you go to the different venue. I don't remember what it is, but it's definitely in London. Yeah. But I just went in there. It's just like, well, the closest I would ever get to the EGX is in 2008. And yeah. you need tickets to get in there. But 2019, which is next year, I believe, is where I played the likes of Bayonetta, and I yeah. don't know if I played Red Steel 2, yeah. but those are the games I've played. I also went to the games industry. It's just like, uh, just saying, look around, game pamphlets. And there was like, this guy who's a game designer or some uh, thing, and then it's just like, oh, just uh, shake hands and just stuff like that. I thought, oh, that guy's nice. Yeah. So then I just asked about game design questions and he was like, hmm. Yeah. Like, he just like, doesn't look as if he's confused or think, thought it's a bit weird for me to ask those kind of things. Oh, okay. And I was saying about like, making board games and put a part of a portfolio and then he told me to say, just don't use copyrighted stuff. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> uh... So therefore, he just doesn't really like it just seems as if he's not particularly interested in me or some sort like that. So, yeah, I, I but so I was gonna say the only reason I we already played Street Fighter is because that was the only real thing that there was new there. Uh, they had Wulong Fallen Dynasty, but the demo was on on the actual Xbox. Uh, they had Call of Duty, but they they've been playing the beta online, and then everything else was like old stuff like Splatoon Three and stuff like that. So. 
that was only the only new game they had there that was unavailable everywhere else street fighter 6 uh we there was uh, sonic frontiers but the queue was so long it mm-hmm. went around the booth like multiple times so we didn't queue up for sonic frontiers because it would have been it was like a three hour queue. wow yeah i don't believe it because sonic frontiers is just like uh, probably not interesting no, but that's i think because it's a, a, a well, because it's an open-world Sonic game yeah. and it has some different elements in it. And people are, like, so interested to see if the game's going to be good, so they just queued up for it. Yeah. We did enjoy ourselves, though. We had a good time in the EGX. Um, so, yeah, in 2014, when I went the first time, I, I went there for Super Smash Brothers uh, 3DS. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, I had the demo on my 3DS, which had, like, four characters on it. So, I played that on the Coach 2 EGX. They queued up in EGX to play the full version of the 3DS Smash Brothers, and I ended up playing Little Mac. And I, I literally lost my first match within like seconds because Little Mac is like crap. <laughs> and I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> uh, I just flew off the side of the map and you couldn't get back. So he has no recovery. So I ended up playing a little bit of Street waiting ages for Smash Brothers, played a little bit of that. And then I played a bit of Bloodborne, a bit of WWE 2K14. Uh, it wasn't a lot I played there that time, but I did really enjoy myself. It was a good time. Um, but again, there's a lot of stuff that was already out. Like they had Destiny there, which was already out, and I was already like max level. So why would you queue up to play Destiny when you could already play it? It was weird to me. Um, I mean... And then, so this time around, I queued up did Street Fighter mostly. I also bought myself a mystery box. I don't know if you saw that. I, I shared it on the Twitter. Uh, hmm. The mystery box was a gaming mystery box. Uh, it was mainly Rooster Teeth stuff. So I like I like Rooster Teeth, but it was mainly it was supposed to be a gaming box. It was mainly Rooster Teeth stuff. I got the the DVD for Laser Team and Red vs Blue Season Eleven. Uh, got. Million dollars but car game. Um, what else did I get? I got, but then I got like Space Invaders toy, uh, Assassin's Creed, the movie. What's it called? Uh, what are they call pop. Yeah, I got a pop figure. See, this was in my mystery box. Uh, yeah, uh, this was also in my mystery box. Assassin's Creed mug, Assassin's Creed free. So there's a load of Assassin's Creed free stuff and a load of uh. Rooster Teeth stuff, which is really random. Um, Come on, now reach it. There we go. <laughs> Funhouse BD. Yeah, yeah. The, can you mention again how you got the mystery box? Because I was sort of trying to look for the, some Eurogamer stuff. Yeah, so the, that's what I got. EGX is a, is a nice little mystery box. <laughs> oh, quid. why? Did you get any Ruby stuff? No, surprisingly. I thought there'd be some Ruby stuff in there. It's all Rooster Teeth stuff, but there, there was no Ruby stuff. It's weird. Uh, mm. You think Ruby's like... Not very though. Yeah, it was a, I, I quite like the box. It was a fun box. It's like, I said, thank God I, uh, I'm a Rooster Teeth fan, because if I didn't like Rooster Teeth, I'd be very annoyed, because everything in there was Rooster Teeth, or like half of it was, anyway. Um, yeah, so I got... Yeah, because... Because the... It's just really interesting because Ruby is supposed to be like the heart and soul of Rooster Teeth. Yeah. And they like doing like podcasts. But then it's just like really interesting that you have things like Red vs. Blue and Laser Team. But then yeah. uh, then again, a mystery box is a mystery box. 
Yeah. Some of the boxes contain rubies, maybe it's hats, Ru- but maybe sometimes it's... you don't. Yeah, maybe ruby, ruby is just more popular, and maybe that's sold out stuff. Like I feel like the mystery mm. box is stuff they can't get rid of, so they just chuck it all in a box and sell it off separately. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. So I got, I got the Funhouse <laughs> uh, beanie, the Assassin's Creed mug, Assassin's Creed pop, uh, a Space Invaders figure, million dollars butt, uh, yeah, a red versus blue and laser uh, team. Not bad for twenty quid, to be fair. Got got my money's worth, and it was it was a decent box, so I was uh, quite happy with it. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, do you have any other memories from uh, EGX? I was going to say about like 2013, where I've been there and I had a much nicer trip. I saw like Dan Lavosha and the K, who's like showcasing. I think it's Cube for the Wii U, and that's in the Nintendo booth. Didn't get to meet them though. But um, I just went over to saw Fordium, and that's where I Mike met Mike Biffel. It's like, oh my gosh, it's just amazing. Like, yeah, he just like did played some like, uh, was it the Fordium? And it's well, it's uh, really interesting. And I think I played a few indie games there. But it's sort of the reason I went to the EGX is because back then I was doing some journalism for the games website. Yeah. So I took some notes on the games I've played, and wow, it's just like so much to go through. So I just like written an article, which I can talk about the stuff that's introduced, because Xbox One, I think it was about to be released. So I just got some really good stuff there. Like, for reference, I'm like more biased with the PlayStation stuff back then. Right. So, but... I just went in and I'm still like really impressed with the some of the Xbox stuff, so it's just quite nice. So now <clears throat> it does have like a cherry presentation stage, and I think it's just where there's like an Xbox thing in the middle yeah. with the green stuff. And I think I got the photos for that, but I think it could have been the same expo where the community came in and just like being transphobic. But yeah. I don't know that that's the same event, but I didn't really check it out. So, I just made notes where there's a new console which I saw and there's games. Yeah. And I got a notes I got, which I got in an article. It says that I heard that this new controller is said to contain over 40 new innovations. New controller. Still remains in the new Xbox Series X S controller. <laughs> oh, I've heard it. Never got a chance to. Oh, I just said. Uh, oh, I made this more than that. It's just like. It was said to contain over four, 40 new innovations, which sounds to me like a chicken drumstick with secret spices. Ooh. <laughs> Catchy as it is, I got a chance to play in the controller doing Forza 5 and I did Dead Rising 3, and I instantly felt smug with it. I've, I've not had a chance to play the, uh, with, the, with the Pro Controller. I might need to buy one. <laughs> So Forza Five, so that that was not Forza Horizon Five, Forza Five. So that's yeah, that is for that's that is about what fourteen? Did you say two thousand fourteen? Yeah. Look, it's a standard Xbox One controller. It's not a Pro Edition. Oh right, yes. Oh right, okay. Yeah, because I did tell you that it's an Xbox One. It's coming out soon. No, you're right. And it was for the first time they revealed the Xbox One controller. 
They haven't revealed the Elite Series controller until a bit later in the Lifeline. No, you're right. Xbox That's my One. mistake. My bad. I I I I went to. Uh, so this is an EGX, but I went to an, an Xbox event in game in Newport, and they had the same setups. They had Dead Rising and they had Forza, and it's like, ooh, check out the Rumble triggers, which has never really been a thing since. Like no one's really cared about them <laughs> at all. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. funny enough, there's like rubble triggers in the 8-bit dough control I got. But Ooh, anyway, before yeah, I get... Let's get consumer this. Yeah, keep going, yeah. Now, for reference, I'm like more interested in the PlayStation 4 back then. Yeah, me too. And here, it says here, the controller is very comfortable. Ooh. Their handles are more relaxed. It feels less bulky. Well, it felt less bulky. Or feels, I don't yeah, know. yeah. yeah. And the functions worked brilliantly with the gameplay. D-pad seems to have been improved a bit, though the thumbsticks may feel quirky after playing for some time. And that's coming out of me being using the Xbox 360 controller. Yeah. You can definitely tell the feel is sort of different, plus <coughs> the D-pads, like... But anyway, um, they do have a grip ring on each one of them, so I can keep the thumbs on well, which is ideal for long-time playing sessions. And yeah, that is true because PlayStation 4 DualShock 4 thumbsticks do slide off over time. Yeah, they do. So when I mentioned the Xbox One controller, it's just like it's really hard for your thumb to slide off because it's got the grip around the thumbsticks. Yeah. So it's really good. With the PS4, I broke two PS4 controllers by wearing down the nubs, by wearing down the thumbsticks. Yeah. So I, I totally see that. Yeah. I've, I've never broken an Xbox um, controller, but I've broken multiple PlayStation controllers. Ooh. Yeah. Now, the top part of the controller makes up for the strongest difference as compared to the Xbox 360 controller. It's in glossy black, which contrasts to the matte finish body, which is good because since it doesn't easily attract dust and dirt. But that's not all, as the bumper buttons and triggers have been redesigned for comfort and more like to spread out. Even though each one of the triggers is added with a slope, which add, make, makes it feel good for your fingers. Speaking of triggers, each one of them houses a feedback motor, which rumbles when, for example, you shoot with a gun. Yep. And it says so they feel like rattling gear pedals to me as I drove through 4 to 5. And then I say like that I enjoyed holding the controller as it's comfortable and lively. And even like saying how nicely designed it is, so, and yeah. it's just a step really? to me saying, "Oh, this controller is just much nicer to hold than the DualShock 4." So yeah, it's just how how I got with it. That's funny. Now I just I was gonna say it's funny that because like with the PS5 controller this generation, it's all about how they got the adaptive triggers and stuff, and like. It's the same bloody thing. It's like, oh, it's not the same thing, but it's just like, it's like, ooh, look at that new feature. It's like, yeah, the Xbox had that and no one used it. So. <laughs> well, I think it's, it can be thought of as like, uh, I think if it's an advanced uh, rumble that you get in the Joy-Cons, yeah. and they make it sound as if you, it's supposed to add a bit of extra friction when it comes to doing the triggers under the DualSense 5, yeah. but whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> Oh, get this. Yeah, so the games I got there, the main ones that what well, I played are Forza Motorsport 5, yeah. Killer Instinct, and Dead Rising 3. So it says here, I got the behind the wheel. 
I mean the controller for the latest entry in the hot racing series. Very clever. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like, when I first saw the trailer of the original game, it features realistic vehicle physics and damage and customization. Yeah, it's just so it's like, it added in positioning lines and the ability to rewind the race, which all of it looks impressive for the first time gamer. Yeah. Honestly, I haven't previously played the earlier titles of this series as far as I remember, but it looks like a seriously slick racing game, and I'm sure it demonstrates yes. uh, lots of new stuff in the final release. So, Forza Motorsport 8 is coming out, yeah. and I think it's going to blow anyone's socks off. Oh yeah, for and, sure. And there's like the rewind and the line there. Still there. It's still present, and even like Forza Motorsport 7, well I mean the Forza Horizon, Horizon. 4 or some sort. Yeah, yeah. It's still, it's still, yeah, they've still got that Forza Horizon. That's kind of a big quirk of theirs is the, is the track lines and stuff. Oh, I could not wait for Forza Motorsport 8 or just Forza Motorsport. Is, is, they've got rid of the 8. It's just but it's like a reboot of the series. I'm really looking forward to it. That's coming out early next year. So fingers crossed that's going to be awesome. Mm. Nice little racing game for us guys, for, for the Xbox crew. I did like uh, wrote longer paragraphs for the other games. Like yeah. Killer Instinct is like one of the first games to come with the Xbox One, and it's been unheard of since. Yeah, that's because the original developer of it like had to work for Amazon and had someone else to work on the to complete the rest of the game. So what I wrote there is, <clears throat> I've jumped inside the sheltered booth for the forthcoming game Killer Instinct which will arrive on Xbox One at launch as a downloadable title. There were eight units in display, seven of which were given two arcade thumbsticks each. The game, nice. as I have expected, wants rich graphics at 60 frames per second, and a de demo did contain four playable characters. Right. The game is quite fun to play, as it's fast and upbeat, and the controls are slick. And it just goes on to say like how easy to do like combos and... Uh, combo breaker and those things and it's just like really accessible I love that. and i think we can like definitely use this for comparison with street fighter 4 yeah i was gonna say i'm now, gonna have to when we get when i get to my street fighter preview at the end of the episode it is like we could go like almost compare them side by side what you just said which is hilarious it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be good <laughs> yeah so and then i just went on and thought it would be really good which i didn't recognize is because I remember like going in there, and it says here, I was able to win the game against the person next to me three times, meaning the game, well, was not really difficult. It's not really difficult for those who played fighting games before. Right. However, it may not be for everyone, as it seems too easy to master. Ooh. I mean, how do you find Killer Instinct? Uh, I, I I really like Killer Instinct. It's such a good game. I really want Killer Instinct 2. I don't know why, like, come on, Xbox, do it. Killer Instinct 2, make it a bit more of a crossover game as well, bringing more Xbox characters. <laughs> but like Master Chief, and Dom, <laughs> and Marcus, and, uh, and then uh, Captain Price when we get Activision, and Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Let's just get them all in there. Killer Instinct 2, do it. Make it happen. <laughs> but that would not be called Killer Instinct, though. It would be called S Super Xbox Rollers. It should be Killer Instincts versus Killer Instinct versus Xbox. So it'd be like Marvel versus Capcom. So have all the Killer Instinct characters on one side and all the Xbox characters on the other side. That'd be sick. Yes. 
Yeah. I'm giving you ideas. Anyway. Printed money, Xbox. This is printed money. Take my ideas. This this will make you money. Do it. <laughs> Captain Price. Uh, I just went on this. Rat- yeah, go on, sorry. I just went on to say, like, every button is pressed and it relates to all of the attacks, so therefore it works yeah. better on the arcade stick, which I ended up buying for my Xbox. So and it's because it's very very useful for Killer Instinct. Yeah. But I went on to say that overall, Killer Instinct is likely to be a cult classic and a very good one. It is. If I happen to buy the Xbox One soon, then buying this game will be one of the first things I do with the console. It's really good, and it's not likely to disappoint any people. And this is what literally I did. I just went in and bought Killer Instinct for like Xbox One, and yeah, it was. I played the heck out of it. Hell yeah! So, and as you said, it's a cult classic. It's funny that you say it was a cult classic because, like, that's literally what it is. Because it's not like a lot of people don't. It's not super popular, but people who love Killer Instinct love it. You know, they like whoa. This is like. Because like I was I was talking to the PS We Trust guys on the car two EGX and I mentioned Killer Instinct and they all say how they really enjoy Killer Instinct but obviously it's not on on PlayStation so they, I would love a new Killer Instinct yes Xbox do it yeah I mean it's funny that you mentioned yeah. all this stuff it's like it takes me back to the like the launch of the Xbox One and I was Team PlayStation at that point because of Don Matrick completely messing everything up. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's funny that Jim Ryan's a complete idiot, and like, and people defend him. But when Don Matrick is a complete idiot, everyone uh, just like boo Don Matrick. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fun. But we're going a bit off of Wales with that. Sorry, sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> Dead Rising Three is what I did next, and what I've written in there is, it's another Xbox exclusive found in intent. Well, no longer, I think. And it yeah, has attracted one of the longest, one of the longest and most grilling queues of the event. Mm. I stood in queue for up to two hours before I went on to play the game. But was it worth it? Yes, it certainly was. Yeah, it's really long. Yeah. And I even like stepped in the hill with someone, and you just turn around and say, "Stop doing that!" Oh, it's just like, yeah, it's just it is London because if you just like try to. Almost bump of the people will just try to like look around. Yeah. They get a bit agitated and tell you off. But, sp- however, there's another moment is when I was like queuing up for Killer kind of Instinct, and it's like, hmm, I was like trying to talk about those things. And when I went in, it's like, make sure you don't have any flash photographer stuff like that. So I just went in, yeah. took photos inside, and it's like, oh, no, don't do that. Oh. So I don't know if I still got like photos off oh, it, but I think it was meant to like you're not supposed to take photos inside of that. Oops. <laughs> but but then they advising free, been the queue, and there's a bunch of people who are dressed up as zombies, and it's like, oh really, really impressive zombie actors there. So <laughs> or they could be zombies. So good cos yeah, so good cosplays, they always have good cosplays in EGX. That's that is a good thing. Uh, Spencer got a picture with someone dressed up as Cloud. He seemed very happy. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I played the 15 demo demo of the latest entry in the series. So I just went on to say, really detailed graphics, and the controls feel natural. And it just goes on to say like it uses the same winning formula, and you can like have a crafting table. You come up with new things like vehicles or stuff like that, yeah. and 
And I said this went, and I went on to say it's a real treat today to purchase the Xbox One. Yeah, it's interesting to think actually because as much as I love my Series X, the Xbox One did have a much better launch, like launch titles. The the titles they had with the Xbox One like uh, launch is pretty insane actually. Forza Five, Killer Instinct, Dead Rising Three, Rise Some of Rome as well. I think was also at launch. Like the Xbox One had some killer launch titles. I must say, it's just a shame Dotmatrix completely sunk the bloody company. <laughs> well, I've also written the last paragraph of this thing is yeah. because of time constraints, I wasn't able to sample every game in the Xbox area. There were booths for Wise Son of Rome and FIFA 14. But the latter has a section for people to get photographed and appear on the customised box cover for their copy of <laughs> Fever 14. Kinet Spots Rivals was also an event, but people paid, sorry, played many games of Kinet. They have shown me that Xbox One Kinet has improved, where they can recognise hand gestures, useful scaling roles and riding on jet skis. Ooh. Xbox 360 games, including World of Tanks, Sue Tycoon and Fable Anniversary, were also playable in event too. So, and that's it. Nice. Tight notes. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, Rise of Rome, very fun game. I enjoyed Rise of Rome. It was a bit repetitive, but it's enjoyable. Definitely worth playing. Yeah, they had a, they had a killer lineup for Xbox One, I must say. I'm now thinking back at it. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, but I, we were all PS4 at the time. We were like, yeah, f- PlayStation, uh, Xbox. <laughs> Well, as you mentioned that, is I also did a handful of PlayStation 4 stuff. And Ooh. and actually, not so much, but I certainly like played a bunch. So yeah. I just talked about the DualShock 4 and let's see. It took a huge step from the previous DualShock incarnations. And it might it may feel like small and have a sports-like rugged exterior, but it still feels like a lovely improvement over the PlayStation 3 controllers. Yeah. And I think it's just like, yeah, it says here, I tried to review the Xbox One controller earlier the event, and I said it's comfortable and has a nice chassis to it. By comparing it to that Microsoft gamepad, DualShock 4 is much smaller, allowing more room to use all buttons and get used to it easily, though they may not be suited for her larger hands. But I have to fence sit on this matter for now, because honestly, both of these controllers are great and a joy to play with. They just happen to be in the different shapes for different gamers. Yeah. However, by comparing it to the... Yeah, it's just like... Well done for me not being like biased back then because I just like... I love their, both of these controllers and and yeah, it's definitely the trick. Yeah. So I just went on for the multiplayer match with Killzone, Shadowfall. I played Knack and honestly, that is really good. Wow. Then I played some... Uh, Indie games, which is Resogun, very good, very good, and also Ho Ho Come, which is oh, oh. yeah, it's just like hmm, interesting, but I haven't heard much about Rezogun it. But was it's a just like game, though. I love Resogun. Oh. <laughs> My legs have gone numb now. What's wrong with me? Okay, <laughs> but there's also like Octodad, Drive Club, War Thunder, Playroom, and there's also Warframe, but I didn't check it out. But yeah, the Warframe, yeah, it's definitely the PlayStation booth. But there's also like Assassin's Creed 4 as well. That's so the game I got with there's my definitely, 
Assassin's Creed 4 was the game yeah. I bought my PS4 and Resogun, obviously, because I was PS Plus at the time. So, <laughs> Oh, there's a funny story with it, too, that uh, because I went to Killer Instinct and I think I was expecting some freebies, yeah. I just went in, played it, and I just realised, like, oh, because um, I haven't got anything. Yeah. And then one of the organisers just gave me this Xbox strap to put around my neck, and I think I still got that, oh, which nice. is still very nice. Nice, I also got that PlayStation 4 like neck strap too. But when I went to the PlayStation booth, I got my Xbox thing on. A guard came over to me and said to me that, uh, "If well, because you got this Xbox thing, you would be easily be taken out of it." So then I said, "Like, uh, oh, do I just need to take this Xbox thing off?" And he said, "Yep, do that." So I took it off, and I think that. I may have swapped out for the PlayStation 4 then, but I still kept that Xbox next strap, so... <laughs> That's bad. Console Wars. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I think it's just a case of, like, oh, we don't want to see someone from Xbox playing over there. <laughs> yeah, <you> dirty Xbox player. <laughs> uh, so is that, is that all the EGX stuff we had to discuss? Because speaking of Console Wars, we had a big... Uh, big shots yeah, fired because during the console wars uh, so I mean the console there's of course like I have to stress that there's also the Oculus Rift there's Pokemon yeah. XY which I rated in Q4 and there's also a bunch of reused stuff there and actually I think I read stuff about like Sonic Lost World oh, God. I also played the Trouble to Fees and Bayonetta 2 which is cool but yeah. Um, it says here Sonic Lost World I bet you go on the list of the Sonic game and let's just say this is a fantastic sequel to Sonic Colors <laughs> it's closer to the classical game Sonic Extreme than Super Mario Galaxy and yeah I just went on about it and I said it was a very good demo Typical Sonic. however it's not particularly well received don't you think Ooh. Sonic Lost World <laughs> I know Sonic's <laughs> not been great to be honest. <laughs> Mario has always been superior. Team Mario. Ooh. <laughs> but anyway, that was like about how do I put nine years ago. Nine years. And geez. yeah, yeah. And that was held in the Elves Court. And I think is it held in that same venue as well? Uh no, uh, it was uh the Elect Arena or something. It was it, is. is yeah, it was... Oh, the Ectorino, is it in Birmingham still? No, it was in London. London. Oh, right. Yeah, it took us like four hours to get into London, so that was fun. It was a long drive. <laughs> <laughs> it was like eight o'clock in the morning, drove there, played Street Fighter for four hours, drove back until like 1 a.m. in the morning, so that was fun. <laughs> wow. wow. Dedication to the cause. <laughs> uh, my camera's gone. Yeah, there's screen. a bit of an echo on your end, though.
but they were competing after all. So how's that going to make it different? Is it going to be like Nintendo and Sega in 1993? <laughs> oh. There you go. My microphone's back. I think. My, uh, sorry, my microphone cut off. Yeah. So they wanted comp. Yeah. You want competition? You can get competition. Like you know. They're, like, scared about losing Call of Duty, but then they're also, like, talking about how, like, Xbox is not competition. It's, yeah. It's, like, for the entirety of the Xbox One generation, Xbox have been kind of like a sleeping giant. It's, like, we, they have the money. They can do what they need to do. And now that you've woken the sleeping giant, now you're going to regret it, I guess, because now they're going to just do what... They could just destroy everyone if they wanted to. Uh, they have the power... Yeah. You know, I think it's good competition, but what do you think? <laughs> do you think it's going to be good for a competition having Activision into the Xbox banner? Well, I just think that Xbox needs to get ahead with it and just get the Activision deal sorted out because yeah. I think it's been going on for so long and even gotten some legal intervention. Yeah. And it's just like... Is this getting a real childish? Like, yep. Xbox is going to buy Activision. They are doing... Well, they're just about to close on a deal. So, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's not likely to get stopped. And it's like, they basically... Like, we're, like, saying we want to compete against PlayStation. We're third place. Let us compete. And that's pretty much what they're saying now. It's like, yeah, let us compete. Why aren't you letting us compete? Why are you blocking this deal? You know, I know they're scared about losing Call of Duty, but like they got Destiny, they got other shooters. You know, it's not the end of the world if you lose Call of Duty. The Switch is, hasn't had Call of Duty for years, and like they're still the most successful console on the market. So, you know, get over it, PlayStation. I guess. Uh, I think it's. Mm-hmm. I think I was just interested to hear that. It's it's fascinating for years and years and years. It's been come by our. Uh, like Phil Spencer going, I can't wait to play God of War and all this stuff. And now it's now they're literally at each other's throats. Now the console wars are back, <laughs> baby. <laughs> the console wars are back. Way <laughs> Sega do what PlayStation uh, Sega do that what Nintendo don't. Right, that was that was the the uh, the old Sega one, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it will be like Debbie. Don't be so sad and Sony gave Microsoft. <laughs> Microsoft do what PlayStation don't. Oh no, shots fired. <laughs> the new home of Call of Duty. Well, actually, it should be uh, Xbox stars what play shouldn't. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so I suppose it's an interesting story that Saturday the Daddy just come out and say he wants competition with PlayStation and to let to let us compete. It's interesting that basically he's basically calling calling out PlayStation for their hypocrisy. It's interesting, and I really want to see where this goes. I'm really just hoping that the Microsoft deal goes through, and then we can just you know the Xvision deal goes through. Even uh, I want Call of Duty mm-hmm. for free on my Game Pass. I don't want to pay for Call of Duty. I want to play it, but I don't want to pay for it. God damn it! <laughs> well, there's a few games I'm interested in. 
which I still feel as if I may end up paying 50 quid for it. Yeah. But now it's going to be like much more expensive because the American dollars went against the, uh, well, the British pound. They're yeah. going to be so equal for after so many years. So we may end up having to pay more for our games. That's bad. No, I'm sticking to Game Pass. <laughs> Like it's uh, it's the prices of games again absurd lately, and I'm so grateful that we have Game Pass and Xbox. It's like if we if if I did have Game Pass, I'd be so sad right now because I've got so many games to play and it's it's just such a good deal. Uh, yeah, I love it. I I know we we talk about how great Game Pass is all the time, but it, for good reason because me and you we're not we're, we're not the richest people in the world. We we so it's good. To keep us financially stable and have a and still have a uh, like a catalog of games to play and keep us in the loop, you know. So I'm happy. I'm I'm very happy to have Game Pass and uh, long lay. Let's get Xbox. Let's get Activision in the bag. Let's get it done. So that's that. Should we move on to my topic of the show? Do it. It is time to talk about Street Fighter. I played Street Fighter 6. It was awesome. Uh, thanks for watching. See you guys. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> they waited the whole episode here when we talk about Street Fighter and then just turn off. Uh, no. So I played about Street Fighter so for about three hours, two, three hours. Um, we queued up and I went out there three different times. We queued up three times to play it. Uh, they said you have three games each, and we abused that system royally. We just sat there until they kicked us off <laughs> three times. <laughs> so I play. I got to play against Davy. I got to play against Phil. I got to play against Spencer. I got to play all three of them, and I got to play all three of them for about half hour each. Uh, I actually have footage, which I'm, I'll try and put up now, uh, of me playing. I play Ken. That's my main. Um, I played all. I played all the characters in the in the uh, demo. It was they had eight characters. Uh, but as I said, I mainly played Ken. Um, they had four stages, and it's it's Street Fighter, baby. That's what it is. It's like quarter circle back, quarter circle forward, plus punch, punch kick, Hadouken, Shaoyuken. I want some pound cake. You know, I want some pound cake, and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Paddy cake, uh, paddy cake. <laughs> you should do that in Napa voice because he did that in Dragon Ball Sea. I cake. Are you the paddy cake champion? Uh, paddy cake champion. <laughs> uh, but no, Street Fighter. Oh, it's so good. I mean, yeah. if you like, so I would I recommend listening to the PlayStation, the PS Retress guides because they know a lot about fighting games. They're like this. This move comes out in frame six and it hits this diff this much percentage, and you can do this angle and all that. I'm I'm just like I have no clue what even any of that means. I'm just like, ooh, Ken looks pretty. He has nice colors. I like the colors of his outfits. Like I, my 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 I'm I'm not super analytical when it comes to fighting games, so I'm, bear with me. I do apologize if it's not as technical as you would like. But uh, yeah, it, the characters are really fun. The, the guys said that it plays more like Street Fighter 4 than Street Fighter 5, which I do kind of agree with uh, from what I can tell. Uh, you have a new charge meter, a, a counter meter. Um, what else is there? There's so much stuff that... Uh, uh, like, it's like 
Ken and Ryu play like Ken and Ryu, so it's like back back circle kick to do your spin kick, back forward circle, forward quarter circle punch to do her duking, and then all Shayuven, which is like the uppercut. Uh, they play very similar to how they always play. Uh, they had Yuri, Guile, and then a couple of new characters. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I won a couple of matches, but they basically destroyed me because they're all uh, fighting game aficionados. They love their fighting games on the PlayStation podcast, and they yeah. And we got to play. You were saying with uh, Killer Instinct, there were some setups with uh, sticks, like game, like arcade sticks. There was yes. there was a couple of those. I didn't get to try them. I only got to try on the PS5 controllers. So they had PS5 controllers. The DualSense Five. Yeah, the yeah. DualSense Five. Uh, it was fun. I think I prefer it on an Xbox controller. The loading times were really good. There wasn't very much loading at all. It was instantaneous. But it did say in the bottom of the bottom corner of the screen, it said A button, even though we're on a PlayStation controller. So it's either running off an Xbox or running off a PC. I'm assuming it's running off a PC. Uh, yeah, it's probably your... for the PC because back in the Eurogamer 2013 event, yeah. there's like Need for Speed Rivals over there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's got DualShock uh, 4 controllers. Then the news article popped up and, say, and just heckled it, saying, oh, this is actually run on PC, not yeah. on like PlayStation. And I think that's what's the case there with uh, Street Fighter V. Yeah, so it was running on. So it was running on a PC. The loading times were very quick, but I'm assuming the the loading times will be very quick as well on the SSDs for the Xbox and the PlayStation when you get the full game. It was so polished and so it ran really well. Like I couldn't see like I feel like this game must be close to launch or it must be nearly done. I don't like Capcom have got Resident Evil Four remake coming out early next year, but I feel like. Maybe Street Fighter might come out just afterwards, or maybe even before it. I, it's, it felt so polished. I can't see it having much more left to do. There was I didn't experience. I played it for about three hours. I didn't experience any bugs, any glitches. The loading was fantastic. The graphics were really polished. The gameplay was fantastic. Um, I, I I think, rest assured, if you're a Street Fighter fan, you will enjoy this game because it feels and looks like street fighter and it plays really well um as i said the guys were saying it's very similar to street fighter 4 which they they said was the best street modern street fighter uh it's got the, it's yes. got like the paint stain stuff like you would have in the in the um in street fighter 4 it's like where you like you do certain attacks it looks like paint's coming off you and stuff it has that again which is really cool yeah i noticed that when i was like watching the gameplay of street fighter 4 yeah it's very pretty. It's a very pretty game, and it's next gen, and I'm looking forward to playing it. Um, also, I've seen for the video that there's a bit of a techno in the soundtrack, and I think yeah. it's very similar to like Mega Man 11, because if you listen to OST of it, you just get some like electronic uh, bits into it, and it just sounds really good. We couldn't really hear what was. We couldn't really hear anything because it was. It was obviously we were in the event, and it was loud. Uh, people just talking and stuff, so we couldn't really hear any of the music, but we had a lot of fun. Uh, but I will take your word for that. I think I think that sounds good, if that is the case. Um, I don't know when to expect it next year. I'm going to say probably early next year because there can't, can't be much left to polish on this because it does feel like a polished pro- product. They could release this now and it would be fine, I think. 
It is very, very well. Well, they already got the beta out, so I think they're just basically getting people's inputs and see how they get on with the beta, well, the online matches, because I think even the game is almost complete, they still need to make sure they iron out a lot of bugs to do with the online matches. Yeah. I mean, we've got Tekken 8 coming out next year and Street Fighter uh, 6, so this should be a good year Uh, next year. (laughs) Fighters. Well... I asked you another question though. Yeah, go um, ahead. Did did any of your folks said um, like how it compares to Street Fighter Five? So they're saying it's much better than Street Fighter Five. That's what the guy said. I don't really. I, I'm not very good at judging it to be honest. They're saying that the the it felt more like Street Fighter Four than it did Street Fighter Five, and, the, and they're saying that they're trying to sweep Street Fighter Five under the rug and make sure it's like. The, the, forget that it even existed almost attitude uh, it, felt, because, it feels like um, 4.2 I guess or like you know 4 again yeah because um, from what I gather is that Street Fighter 5 tries to revolutionise the gameplay and focus on more like on combos but I yeah. think it just ends up becomes more complicated and it ends yeah. up like tries to take it a bit too seriously like they put ads into this whole game also, yeah. it comes out only for like PC and PlayStation Five. Yeah. So it looks as if Street Fighter Six could well be the true sequel for the uh, Street Fighter Four. I I believe so. Yeah, and that's what that's uh, as I said the the Phil Spencer and Davey know much more about fighting games than I do, and they were saying to they were saying that they were impressed. This is a, a, a return to form for Street Fighter. And they can't wait to play it. They were all very, very impressed with it. And they were very happy that we went to play it. Um, I enjoyed myself. I, As I said, I'm a bit of a noob. I'm not really an airstreet... I'm not a fighting game aficionado. I don't know all the technical stuff. But from what I played, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was solid. I played a bit of Street Fighter Five on my PS4. And I never really liked it. I enjoyed Street Fighter Four, And this does feel more like Street Fighter Four to me as well. But I don't know the technical terms and the technical timings and all this stuff. But they, the the guys did say they really enjoyed it. Uh, they played different characters. I was Ken the whole time. Davey was uh, Ryu. Phil was Guile. And Spencer was Yuri. And we all had a good time. They, they beat me most of the time because they, they're good at fighting games. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I won a couple of matches, so I'm, I'm not too upset. And I, they didn't perfect me that often, so I was worried that they were just going to perfect me every match, but they didn't. Um, yeah, the combos, are, you know, you know it, as I said, it feels like Street Fighter. I mean, I, that's the best praise I can really give to it. If you know how to play Street Fighter, it's like, as I said, quarter circle back, kick. Quarter, quarter circle forward punch is the, the finishes with, with Ryu and Ken, and they play the same way as they always have. Uh, it looks so. Pretty. What's uh, Street Fighter Five like? Is it like the same way you can do that? To be, I haven't played that much Street Fighter Five. To be honest, I've played a little bit of it. I think so, but I don't think it's as smooth. I, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I feel like they tried to change too much. Apparently, I said I'm not the mm. expert when it comes to Street Fighter Five, but Street Fighter Six, I'm sold. I'm probably going to buy it, and I'm not much of a fighting game fan, so I'm, I'm totally in for it. I feel the, I feel the same way, but. My only problem is it's just going to be quite expensive to buy because I think yeah. it would sell more than like 40 quid as I imagine. 
Yeah, it's probably going to be seventy pounds, I imagine, and it's probably not going to be on Street. Uh, it's probably not going to be on Game Pass because uh, uh, it's got PlayStation support paid for all the uh, all the marketing and stuff for it. So yeah, probably wait for it to go on sale myself personally. But if you like Street Fighter, I would recommend playing it. It's a very, very, very good game, very solid. It's as I said, returned to form. I I I feel like this is the best Street Fighter since four. I know there's only been one between four and this, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, um, now, I've been having a look around. And, yeah, so uh, to add to this whole topic, yeah, there's an Xbox fighting sale, which is on right now, which could be going on mm. for about two weeks. So the closest you ever get to Street Fighter, I don't know about many others, whether there's like Street Fighter 4, but... The closest you ever get is either Marvel vs. Capcom 3 or Marvel vs. Yeah. Capcom uh, Infinite. But you definitely get savings on like Tekken 7, Mortal Kombat uh, 11, as well as Dead Alive 6. So, for instance, Mortal Kombat 11, you get it for like 12 quid. Yeah. Definitive edition of Tekken 7 sales for like 23 74 and i think you can get it cheaper as a standalone and dead alive 6 the digital deluxe edition which normally sells for like 70 quid you can get yeah. it for 17 pounds 49 and marvel versus capcom <coughs> 3 is eight quid nice. there's also dragon ball fighter c which used to be sold for 50 quid is now sold for seven pounds 49 minus wow. the dlc wow yeah and then, you can get play on Game Pass as well. Yeah, and also Blaze Blue and Guilty Gear are both coming to Game Pass next year. They were announced during the Tokyo Game yes. Show. So if you're a fighting game fan, you got all them Tekken Eight, Street Fighter Six, lots of really good fighting games coming to Xbox in the next couple of years. Killer Instinct Two, come on, make it happen. <laughs> get a fight stick. Well, here's yeah. a weird. There's a bit of a weird thing though that apparently Ultimate. Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is slightly more expensive so far than Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which is like yeah, £6.59. Infinite's not supposed to be a very good game from what I've heard. That, that's probably why. No. It's a downgrade. There's also like... Yeah, there's also One Punch Man and uh, I think it's My Hero Kingdom, My Hero's One's Justice, which sells for less than £10, as well as Override. And there's Persona 4 Arena, which is a fighting wow. game for about £3.59. Wow. And Tekken 7 is like, you get it for 6 quid. And there's Virtual Fighter 5 Showdown for like 3 quid. Virtual Fighter 2 is like £1.69. And there's Soul Calibur 6 as well. There's Queen of, Queen of Fighters uh, 15. Well, this one sells about £37.49, which is 25% off. And you get UFC 4 by EA. And there's also some like DLC uh, which you can get for different fighting games as well. Right. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, I mean, right, just around this on this up now, um, I enjoyed my, street, my time with Street Fighter 6. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the people who I know who are really into Street Fighter games said it's the best Street Fighter game in years and they're very happy with it. They're very excited. Plus, it's I'm got a excited. really good. It's also got a, got a open world 
single player campaign yeah. where you get to fight people in the streets. It's going to so be fun. So it looks it's it's really shaping up to be a solid entry in the Street Fighter series. Oh, for sure. I'm very excited for it. Um, as I said, the guys the guys who I went with, they really enjoyed it as well. I think we're all very excited for it. We're definitely all going to be buying it. Um, yeah, I would re- highly recommend it. I would say like, I had a very, very, very good ex- experience with it. Uh, as, as someone who's not a fighting game aficionado, I still really enjoyed it. And for people who are really into fighting games and go to tournaments and stuff, they seem to really like it as well. So it's good for casual and for hardcore gamers alike. I would highly recommend Street Fighter Six, and I can't wait for the full game. And I'm, it can't be that long away because it seems really well polished, and I can't see him uh, much got more a... to do. Now I got a question for you before we can wrap this up. Yeah. Um, are you so? Given that Street Fighter 3D editions are like. Street Fighter 4 all the way to Street Fighter 6. Yeah. Now, are you totally interested to see that same treatment to the Dark Stalkers uh, franchise? Uh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Dark Stalkers. What, you never heard of Dark Stalkers? <laughs> no. I think, I think I've... No. No, I don't think so. Because, because that's where you get... Morrigan from the who pops up in Gem Fighter and Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh right, okay. I don't know. Maybe I've never I've never played it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wish I had a better. There was answer. there was a time where they were going to do the resurrection of the Dark Stalkers franchise, and they're going to put it out as like Street Fighter Four. But yeah. what they got instead was like a re-release of all the Dark Stalkers games into a one package and it was basically by capcom to see oh if you like this game and you bought enough of it we could make it but then they didn't notice it hasn't sold well which ironically is actually the sixth highest selling game of i think it was march 2013 and people were interested in it and yet they expect people to fake with their wallets and then capcom reckons it's not going to be enough but now yeah, you just still yeah. get like lots of Street Fighter. It's really a huge staple of the esports thing, which ah. ironically, there's lots of different fighting games by Capcom in the nineties in particular. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, it's just like, oh, everything is fine. Well, we can finally get settled in Street Fighter because we tried to go for like uh, Western releases and thought, yeah. nah, just stick to some same old franchises that everyone loves and everything else that people seem to forget about just don't worry about them yeah so i i i've never played dark dark strikers dark stalkers uh, i'll have to try it i'll have to try it out i'll let, I'll let you know i will try it out when i get a chance <laughs> uh, well you can get this in either like capcom fighting collection yeah. or you can get as a separate download as part of capcom arcade stadium all right i'll have a look into that later yeah but yeah so street fighter 6 highly recommend try it out if you get a chance to try the demo play it if you get a chance to play it play it um highly recommend it i think it's gonna be a really good game best fighting game i've played in a while and can't wait for the full release that, that that's pretty much my review preview of it so 
I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I might not be the most knowledgeable, but uh, you know, I tried to be as helpful as I could when it comes to it. Uh, I enjoyed it, so I'm very happy with that. So that is essentially the show for the week, unless there's anything else you wanted to discuss. That's all. Now, thank you guys for watching uh, Xbox The Box. Uh, we're still quite low on subscribers, so if you want to subscribe to us on YouTube, we'd really appreciate that. And... Uh, uh, we would be really happy if you did do that so thank you guys for watching anyway um, and follow me on Twitter follow us on Twitter as well at xmarksbox and until next time too sweet bye. Guys. bye 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 thank you for listening to the xmarks the box podcast follow us at xmarksbox on Twitter or xmarks the box on YouTube and follow us on all audio podcast services. Thanks for listening.